Welcome to Hot Off the Press, a podcast that provides knowledge and emotional support for new and aspiring printers. I'm Jillian of Studio Soprano. And I'm Mariah of Mariah Creates, and we are two letterpress printers who believe in sharing our knowledge and learning together. We're here to help bridge the gap between antique printing methods and modern design. So hang up your apron, put down those palette knives, and let's get into what's hot off the press. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to Hot Off the Press. Uh, Jillian and I are at the beach with a very special uh, recap of the Los Angeles Printers Fair at the International Printing Museum this weekend. So, yay! We um, decided to come to the beach, one, because we're both a little exhausted, um, but two, because we technically started this podcast at the beach. So it kind of felt right to record this episode uh, while I happened to be in L.A. visiting for the Printers Fair uh, together in the sunshine and on the sand. So <laughs> yeah, or we'll have to apologize in advance for any planes, trains, automobile noises you might hear, uh, <laughs> or just seagulls wind. or wind, whatever. But um, people playing volleyball. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's a tough life out here, but yeah, it felt right. So here we are. Yeah. And if only you could see us now, we're <laughs> snuggled up like two bugs in a rug. Yeah, we're uh, doing what we can to prevent any wind noise. But um, <laughs> we're all about those creative solutions, as you guys know. So just part of the package. Yeah. Um, yeah. That felt so. like the theme for the week. I mean, should we start at like creative solutions? We were really smart in, in preparing for the fair. Yeah. I feel like it's our first time doing something like that for the podcast and first time collaborating on anything like that. And I think we, d- we were pretty smart in the way that we went about it yeah and clever in using our brand colors and creating like a really cohesive look yeah i was very proud of our setup i i think our table setup was pretty great like and most of this credit definitely goes to jillian um she is the creative genius behind the the most of the projects but um yeah like i think it looked really good and like our stuff went well together as well as the podcast stuff so i think overall like it turned out really great. And I think we were pretty like efficient as far as like what we brought and what space we used. And like, you know, you have like these great little risers and things and all of that, I think just added up to like work really nicely together. Yeah. So. Especially because we had no idea what to expect. Yeah, totally. I had never been to the printer's fair before. Um, it was obviously both of our first time as a vendor and you had been just as a, as a visitor, as a guest. Yeah. 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 So, and I was so overwhelmed because mm-hmm. it was right after I got my press and I like knew nothing and I walked in and there were all these presses running and demonstrations you can join in on and speeches that were being given and then you go outside and it's just booth after booth after booth of some of the most creative artwork and bits and bobbles and all the cool things that you want to buy um so yeah it's like the most stimulating thing in the whole world and if you do it right, you should be there all day. Yeah. Like a quick in and out is not going to feel right at the printer's fair. We saw some people like come in towards the end of the day, either day. And they were like, clearly like, oh God, I have so much to do. I have so much to like rush around and try and see. And it was like, oh, I felt bad for those people because like you could easily spend all day there. Like very easily. You could probably spend both days there. If you ask Kara Joe, it might even be necessary <laughs> to spend both days there. Um, to do it all and see it all, you know, um, yeah. and bring your wallet because there's so much stuff that like 
prints and pins and stickers and wood type and lead type and brand new type and of uh, like equipment and furniture and coins and keys and everything that you could possibly need. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So let's recap the weekend. Let's talk about like Friday setup and then talk about each day and kind of like what we saw and what we loved and all of that. Yeah. So Friday setup, I think the, for both of us, um, we're probably going to have the same thing, which is immediately the moment we walked in, it was like, we were welcomed with open arms by Lorna by Lorna but like people who are in this moment in the moment of us walking in are complete strangers they don't know us we don't know them and it was just the warmest welcome and so many introductions were made right off the bat and like one of the most impressive things is that like everyone was a woman yeah and they were all either teaching printmaking or doing it themselves and they've been doing it for years and it was just like so nice to be surrounded by so many powerful women in the industry who also were just silly and fun and sweet. So much fun. Yeah, we like we immediately walked in and like found our we saw Madeline, who first of all was like super fun to meet people in person that you've only met virtually. Yeah. And, you know, she walked us over to where our table was and our neighbor Aaron was incredible through the whole weekend. But she was like, oh, my God. Hi. Oh, this is Lorna. Lorna's like, oh, you should come over here and meet so and so. And it was like immediately they just like embraced us and they just like passed us around the little like campfire and we're like you should meet all of these other amazing women who are all related to print and like that feeling is super empowering it is when you walk into a room of what is still a male dominated industry as someone in that industry and you run into a entire group of women who do the same things you do and love the same things you do and are passionate about the same things you are it's it's fucking cool. It's, it's so really cool. fucking cool. Yeah. So immediately we were just like, this is amazing. Yeah. We're so stoked. From the very moment. And like, we were only dropping off one thing. So we really didn't have to linger around, but we did because um, it was just so great to chit chat and, and see all this stuff that was going to be going on. Um, so that we had a good idea of how be- how we could best direct people, but then also take advantage of it ourselves. Yeah, which we did. <laughs> um, which we did, 100%. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was Friday for me. Yeah, I feel the same. I mean, it was just, I felt really like, first of all, it was very like exciting. Like we were both Friday nights super stoked for the event. You oh, know, I couldn't just, sleep. I was so thrilled. Yeah, we were kids on Christmas for sure. Yeah. Um, Christmas Eve was Friday night. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, Saturday morning, like we got there, we got all of our stuff set up pretty quickly and it was very like efficient, which I love. Um, and Zach, obviously Jillian's husband helped us get everything organized and put together and got us coffee, which is, you know, massively important. Um, yeah. Shout out to Zach. He was the MVP. Yeah. He, he kept us fed and caffeinated and hydrated and helped us carry all the heavy shit. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a guy. What a guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I know we said it earlier, but our table looking good. Yeah. It we'll have so pictures, good. obviously. Yeah. I was um, proud of us. Obviously, if you're listening, you run a business. If you've done a fair, especially if it's like your first fair, everything gets mod podge together. We had foam core signs that we f- cut things on the cricket. And then the we before, had a tablecloth yeah. that we like ironed the night before. But at the end of the day, like everything came together the way we needed it to come together. And it was awesome. And... Yeah. You know, it just, it felt really good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know what felt better? What? 
the moment it started on Saturday, somebody came up to us and was like, oh my God, I listened to the podcast. Yes. And like we both the whole weekend, anytime this happened, we were just like, we would like steal and high five um, the moment they walked away. Like we tried to keep our cool, but we were not keeping our cool, you guys. No. We were losing it. We were so just like thrilled to meet everyone. And to even hear like one person come up and be like, oh my God, you're hot off the press. I listened to your podcast. We were just like flabbergasted. It was amazing. It was very like, it makes us feel so like valued and like what we're doing is actually worth all this time and energy we put into it and you know so thank you to everyone who stopped by and yeah. told us that you listened even if it was one episode or you had heard about us because of the museum like any however you found us and however much you've listened to it it really does mean so much to us yeah it felt so good that the mission that we started out for on the podcast was actually resonating with listeners totally yeah i i really like it was so much fun. I mean, there's so many people we could name, but it was just yeah. really cool to meet people individually, like in real life that have listened to the podcast for any reason and have enjoyed it. And some people who had not necessarily enjoyed our episodes, um, you know, there were a few corrections that we encountered over the weekend. Which but is fine. What, it's fine. Yeah, that's what it's all for. Um, Listen, but- you know us. We're not experts. <laughs> yeah. We're learning. We're going. We tell you what the internet tells us. And when an expert steps in and tells us something else, we correct it. Yeah. So we, co- we correct our previous statements. <laughs> totally. We don't correct the expert. We've ne- I don't think we've ever, you can correct us if we're wrong, but I don't think we've ever said we know everything or that this is the final only truth of anything. So um, we're always here to hear if you have a response to any of our statements. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else was great? It didn't take long for our new best friends, Troy and Lisa. They came up immediately to let us know that they listened and Troy was like um, which one of you needs <laughs> yeah, yeah which one of you needs your platin leveled and then immediately took me over showed me how to do it showed my husband how to do it gave us all the confidence and reassurance in the world <laughs> hooked me up with John who also showed me how to do it like yeah I I left that fair on Sunday knowing damn sure Gordy's going to be level by next week. Like, <laughs> totally. I know for sure. And the best thing is, if I have a problem, I know who to call. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I I also think, like, the like the overall group, like, you know, we've already mentioned that there's some really incredible women and obviously some of our listeners and fans. And that's super cool, too. But I have to give it to all of the men uh, printers who are at this fair. Every single one of them was a warm, welcoming, kind-hearted guy. Like, you know, we've encountered some some not so much on the internet, and it was really great to meet. You know, John Barrett of Letterpress Things was incredibly friendly and warm and welcoming. And And told us a funny story. Yeah, and he's an incredible resource. And, you know, Troy was the warmest, kindest, nicest man of all time, and he just embraced us and is convinced us to sign up for the APA. But, um, you know, all of the volunteers at the fair, all of the men who were there, whether they were selling as vendors or if they were just, you know, uh, running a demo, whatever it was, they were all incredibly kind and welcoming, and they were excited that we were excited about printing, which is super cool to see. And, you know, it was just, I think, overall, like, for me, a little, like, reassurance in the letterpress humanity, you know, like... The community is really strong and it's really rich and there are so many people out there who are totally willing to help and share their information and their knowledge and their resources. And we can't just like take those negative comment Nancy's on the internet as like the general population. Um, And Troy actually, I, I don't remember how he phrased it, but he said it like best, you know, like 
the people who you hear from on the internet are not the happy-go-lucky positive polys. The printers that you don't hear from on the internet are the good ones because they're the ones who are introverts that just want to go print some cool stuff. Yeah, in their they're garage. not on their computer. They're, they're not just on printing. the computer being keyboard warriors. Like yeah. the only ones you hear from are usually going to be the negative ones. So yeah, I think that's important for all of us to remember. Um, yeah, I agree because I think having um, used mostly the internet to really launch my journey with Letterpress. For a moment, I felt like, oh, anyone who prints probably thinks, like, I'm an idiot and I shouldn't be doing it because I didn't go to school for it or I didn't have a job in this field. I wasn't, like, trained by anybody. That's just how I felt. I felt like everyone would think that of me. Not a single yeah. person thought that. They were like, what? You bought a press and you started printing? You're my totally. hero. And I'm like, no, you're my hero. They're like, you did it all by yourself, you know? And we're like, yeah, we did. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, it's been really cool. And, like, to share, you know, the story of the podcast with a lot of people who had, you know, maybe weren't familiar with it. Or, like, a lot of people at the fair visiting as as guests or ticket holders were not necessarily printers, but people who just appreciated print or they were students of design or they printed, you know, 20 years ago. Um, And a lot of them, you know, the general excitement about the podcast was really fun. But being able to talk to people who weren't just printers but just liked and appreciated printing – and hearing their enthusiasm for the art was just super cool too. Like, I thought that was really fun was to hear from like, you know, oh, I'm not a printer, but I just, you know, like I'm a painter and I love, you know, the arts and the printer's fair was something cool to do this weekend in LA. You're like, okay, this is amazing. Like this fair reaches so many audiences that like otherwise we might not hear from, um, which was really cool. But there's a whole world of people out there who love letterpress that are not printers and, and are not designers and don't know anything about stationery. And like, so that was really fun for me too. I, I felt like that was kind of a lot of good reminders, you know, like getting out into the world and talking to a massive amount of people. I think Mark said there were like 1200 people at the fair this weekend. Wow. Yeah. Um, we'll have to, <laughs> we're going to have a few messages from a couple of people um, in this episode for you to <laughs> listen to that they left the messages at the pod, at the uh, printer's fair. So Mark definitely uh, has one for us, which is great. And you can quote that number exactly when he, <laughs> when you hear him, but I think it's like 1200 people at the printer's fair and that alone is just mind blowing and awesome. So it's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. I love seeing everyone. And I really loved connecting with local printers. Um, I know that while I say that kind of benefits me more than you, Mariah's the one who's exchanging cell phone numbers with everyone. <laughs> so, like, Mariah actually made more connections with local printers. But, a little social butterfly um, over here. <laughs> yes, I'm not nearly as social. You, you may or may not be surprised by that, but I'm actually not. I get very nervous around people. But um, I am really excited to actually like have spent a good amount like two whole days getting to know some people who live so close by and you know work in this field and have an appreciation for it and also like you know the camaraderie the camaraderie the community like I'm so stoked for it yeah it makes me so happy we um got to meet some vendors that we had like heard about or seen or you know heard of through other printers and we got to meet a few of the other vendors that were there well we got to meet just about all of them but 
we got to make a really good connection with some of them and we have <laughs> locked them in for some future episodes um <laughs> and we're, yeah. we're adding stops to the hot off the press tour uh coming 2025 or whenever we can afford it but um you know so it was i think it was also just overall for me if I could summarize it, I would say that the printer's fair was extremely inspiring and energizing. Like, amen. We're already like we're only in season three right now, but I'm like I'm so excited for season four. Jillian's like me too. <laughs> like, yeah, Mariah is planning some wild stuff for season four. Like, I've she got some cool she ideas. is going out out above and beyond, and I'm so excited because. We are harnessing her social butterfly prowess. <laughs> Mariah is so good at knowing these amazing artisans via the internet who like, I don't know, she has like a magic power for it. Like she finds them and then we got to meet some of them this week and they'll be on the podcast in future episodes. And But we're going to do really cool stuff. Yeah. Like cool, cool I, stuff. I just have a weird little memory and I remember yeah. the weirdest things. So the I think the example that you're referring to is probably James of the Aesthetic Union. Yes. And he's San Francisco based. So I think when I first was like getting into like and finding letterpress via Instagram, um, I was still in Napa at the time. I was 2017. And because it was Napa, you know, San Francisco is pretty close. And I think I found like his Instagram or something. And I like remember watching videos of him making ink which is super cool and a fun process in general but he made ink out of dirt at one point and I have been working with a winery if you don't already know that I now you do um I've been working with a winery since 2016 even remotely now and I've always thought it would be super cool if you're into wine at all particularly California wine you may have heard the term Rutherford dust before so Rutherford is a wine appellation in Napa that is known for its soil type, right? And I've always thought, how cool would it be to make ink out of Rutherford dust and print something, like, out of it? Like, I think that would be just awesome. So cool. So I'm like, okay, so James is at the printer's fair. I, like, saw his sign, and I was like, oh, my God, I have to go meet him and just completely cold pitch myself to this, like, this person I've never met before. And I was like... So, like, would I ship the dirt to you? Like, I could bring it to you in San Francisco. He's like, or I could come to the winery. I was like, or you can come to the winery. Like, great, let's do it. Like, let's go. This will be amazing. And, like, he has this super cool, like, mobile print shop in his truck. And I was like, you can camp at the winery. And he's like, okay. I'm like, the winery owner will love it. Like, she truly will. That's not, I'm not making that up. Like, this is right up her alley. So, I'm like, I can't wait to pitch this idea. And, like, you know, set a time and a date. And, like, then, obviously, you guys will all be invited. But... I just think it's really fun to come, like, to kind of go out of the box. You know, like, we we so often are printing in our studios or our garages or wherever, and a lot of times we're alone, and then we're in our, you know, houses designing our projects before we print them all alone. And so it's really been awesome to meet other printers, to form connections and put faces to names and actually get a feel for their real-life personality, not just, like, the pretty squares they post on Instagram. Yeah. And, uh maybe come up with some really creative and cool ideas for next year yeah yeah so we're very excited for 20 like we have so many plans for the podcast and we're so excited and energized um we had some really great merch at the podcast this or <laughs> lol at the fair this weekend and i think it went over really well like i think people liked it yeah i mean the pins were a huge hit yes oh my god everyone I loved the pins and the a, stickers i need to get a vander cook now so i can collect all four pins myself 
Um, okay. Not to segue away from merch mm-hmm. because merch is important. Merch keeps the podcast going. Literally. But speaking of presses that we need, on day two, here's how it all happened. <laughs> on day two, our lovely friend Troy came up to me again and he made the introduction to John, um, who, not to get confused with the 70,000 other Johns that work in printing. <laughs> But this particular John was a very nice man who knew a lot about presses, and he actually showed me, like, with tools, how to level my platen, and, like, we went up to a machine and we, like, talked through it, right? In the meantime, he's like, oh, you've got to see my press. It's out in the back here. So we go out, you know, back past all the booths outside, almost to the school, and he pulls the cover off of the cutest press I've ever seen. Not tiny like a pearl, but not large. And it's a Colt Armory. Yeah. That's it? Yes. Okay. Made made by... Made by Colt, Colt Armory. Yeah. I mean, we all know of Colt 45. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I kept being really tempted to start saying Colt 45 and two zigzags. <laughs> that was Maybe the first thought cool. I had as well. So you're Good. not alone. Good. Yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah. Okay, great. Yes. So he shows me this press and he's talking to me about it and he's telling me about it. And then he's like, you know what? There's one in the museum. Let's go take a look at it. And it was pushed all the way up against the wall. So he goes and gets a pallet jack. I'm (laughs) illustrating all of this so you guys understand how unbelievably kind all of these people are. Like he went and got a pallet jack so that he can move this press so he could turn it on so I could see how it runs. Yeah. Y'all. This press is so great. So it looks like a platen. It looks like a like a platen. So I I kind of think of it like to describe what I think it looks like. It looks like a Heidelberg. Yes. Without the like, all the stuff auto feeding. It's like a, just the platen and bed part of the Heidelberg. Right, and the big rollers. Yep. But like almost nothing else. It was like if you stripped a Heidelberg down to its barest barest bones. Yeah. Like if it didn't auto feed paper, it right. would be a Colts Armory. But what's crazy about it is that unlike our platen presses, uh, like the Chandler and Price, Challenge Gordon, similar presses like that. Which are clamshells. Which are clamshells. And so at some point they're always going to have sort of a, a weakness, you know, like an area where they're getting either a little bit more impression or whatever, just because of the nature of the way that they close. Yeah. This platen comes up like a clamshell but then gets perfectly parallel to the bed and then moves forward to meet the bed. And so you get this beautiful impression. And so he had this machine running. At first we were just looking at how it moves and all the different levers and there's like cool things about the press just on its own without even printing anything. (laughs) But then of course John was like, now let me show you how it prints. So he went and he got some ink and he inked it up. And grabbed like the first uh, like uh, cut that he could find to like throw in the press to print with. Yes. Yeah. He just grabbed, he just grabbed Grabbed something out of a stack that was the, yeah, the right size. Yep. And he put it in the chase, locked it up and then he threw a piece of paper down and without even doing its own make Make ready. ready. 
This thing printed beautifully. Yeah, so it has, so the difference being that clamshell impression like we get on a platen, this has a parallel impression. Yes. So all four corners of your image are getting printed at the same time, whereas a clamshell, two two corners are getting printed before the other two corners. So it's like, yeah. it's mind boggling. And watching it print was so cool. Oh, and then they ended up leaving it running all day. Yeah. All day, just because, just <laughs> because little curious exhibit. me was like, hmm, if what you were is at the fair. Thing? on Sunday and you got to see that exhibit next to the foiling exhibit. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Jillian did that for you. You <laughs> well, are welcome. John did that for Jillian, but yes. we'll take it. Yeah. 100%. But so cool. So anyway, then he, so we want to have him on to talk about these specifically because they are very rare. And he has what, eight and of them? I- he currently has four. And I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to this episode and you see one for sale and you don't immediately send it to me, I will be sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Lisa has one too. And Lisa she, has one too. She calls him Big Boy. Um, yes, because he because, sings like he Barry Manilow. Sings. She said so. I love it, and it is really cool. Like they're it's they're, a fourteen by twenty two. Yeah. So here's the cool thing about them. So the one that we were looking at at the fair that was printing was a ten by fifteen. It took up the same amount of floor space that Mariah's eight by twelve Chandler and Price takes up. Mm-hmm. Gordy's a little bit smaller, but I would say the footprint of an eight by twelve Chandler and Price is like almost the same footprint of the Colt Armory. Yeah, but it's a ten by fifteen. Yeah, the print and areas, you get a whole yeah. print area out of that because of the parallel impression. Like totally. they were printing eight and a half by eleven prints. Sheets. Yeah, they. Yeah, the and the, it was like, dope. The first block he put in there was like probably a nine by, yeah, like seven image. Like yeah. it was literally. We'll have to measure it when we get home because that would actually be really interesting. Yeah, it um, was so good. It honestly yeah. almost filled up the whole paper. It had like a border that was probably a uh, three quarter inch off of the edge of the paper on all sides. Yeah, and then the second thing he printed was like a little like uh, banner from the twenty thirteen printers fair. Yeah, and the oh ink coverage was incredible so solid yeah it was like this beautiful solid ink coverage that just like it was magical so we're both obsessed i'm obsessed Um, and they're rare and of course and but i want one and i need one and so please if you see one (laughs) send it my way yeah please and thank you Okay, so after the printer's fair, what else is on the top of your list? Like, what would you buy for your shop immediately out of all the things we saw this weekend? You know what I did buy for my shop immediately because it was on my list? Freaking wood type. Yeah. Y'all, I have my first set of wood type, and I'm so excited about it. She got not one, but two. Not one, but two. Because Mark is a good salesman. I know. It wasn't even Mark's stuff. (laughs) I was over at letterpress things. Uh, John was busy. Mark came up to me. He asked me what I was looking at. I was like, well, I'm trying to decide between a few of these uh, typefaces. I really like this big one because it was like they were tall and narrow, which is very like hot off the press. Yeah. But I was telling him, I was like, my concern is I have an 8x12. um, My print area is really small. And like, you know, theoretically, it's like small. Yeah. You want to have a word that's more than five letters. Exactly. Yeah. And so I just said to him, maybe too loud for the fair, but maybe not. Who knows? I was like, the only thing I could think of that I'd print on this with this is, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, well, then you should pair it with a smaller one. And he picked <laughs> one up and like he's trying to he just had the perfect 
perfect argument for it. And I was like, you're absolutely right. Picked them both up, walked over, handed over my credit card and was like, take all of my money, please. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Josue in the uh, table next to us, I saw him bringing in a box of like wood type on Saturday. Yeah. And on Sunday, I saw him bringing in two more boxes of wood type (laughs) to his table. I was like, you're not the only victim of John Barrett. Yes. (laughs) I say victim. I should say beneficiary of. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) First off. A lot of them are in pizza boxes, which just makes me so happy. So fun. It's actually really brilliant it's to use pizza bril- boxes. It is a brilliant way to package them. so cheap, and they're just the right size and height, and they had small pizza boxes and large pizza boxes. Yeah. <laughs> and also, John Barrett and his wife, and maybe a team of theirs or whomever, but they do such a good job of documenting um, if there is... What's like the name in- of the font or whatever yeah. is already on like the pieces, then it's going to say that on the box. And then if it's missing any letters, it's going to say that on the box. And so... And the price a- is adjusted according to rarity and completion yeah. and all of that too. Yeah. And so like at first glance, you can tell... Like you can look through the boxes and you can tell like what you would be buying. And I find that to be so nice. Yeah, it was very helpful. Um, I bought a set that has no eyes, so I won't be able to spell my own name, but that's fine. <laughs> Does it have an exclamation mark? No, it doesn't. Mm. But um, Aaron pointed out that it has a lot of P's, and so we could just cut off the, like, round part of a P to give me one eye. Well, in our uh, letterpress supply and resource guide, there's actually a vendor who makes new wood type and will make replacement pieces. That I is very true. point it out to you. I um, do have one more thing to say about the wood type. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so again, another amazing experience of being at a fair full of nerdy print people, because I love them. Um, I'm sitting over there like trying to decide between um, which types that I'm taking home, right? Like I'm looking at them. Yeah. And then Mark comes over and he gives me his two cents and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to take this one for sure. Then Mark goes away. Then a woman comes up to me and she goes, oh, I see that some of your pieces have likely survived a fire. Like I couldn't tell, but she could. Wild. And she was like, you see these little bumps? And I was like, yeah. She was like, when you get home, Spray them with simple green. Let them sit for a little while and then take your palette knife and lightly scrape, really lightly scrape, and those bumps will come right off. That's so funny. And I just like, and then like, just like that, she was gone. <laughs> and I was like, what? This She's going angel, in the Ghost of Christmas past earlier. This angel yeah, came down and was just like, I'm going to tell you about something that you're not even aware of. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you how to fix it before you like can that's even amazing. think of the fact that whether or not you need to fix something. Wow. That's and it was really just funny. so beautiful. Okay. Hot, te- hot tip for everyone there. Hot tip. <laughs> hot tip. Yeah. Well, another thing that I was really excited to see, I made myself a little wish list because they do flat rate shipping across the country. So I didn't need to take it home in my suitcase. Yeah. Um, was Skyline Type Foundry. Yeah. And they had so many cool. <gasps> they had so many cool things. Type. LOL. Um, and all kinds of like really cool ornaments and borders and like super fun things. So the borders were awesome. I took photos of all the ones I wanted and I will place my order and have them ship it to me because how could I not? Yeah. Um, the star border was really cool. And yeah. then um, I really liked the two color holly border. Yeah. Because that we, was neat. We also learned about, um, I don't have the paper in front of me, so Val. I apologize, but her name was Val. And she actually learned to create her own matrices. And so she makes her own like ornamental borders and things. And she casts it too. And she casts them as well. She carves, designs, carves, and casts. 
Yes. And cells. And we saw a few of them because she has like a printed sheet for each one like that shows you what it looks like. And holy crap, you guys, they are so cool. And the details are so well thought out. Like the one of them was little mushrooms and they were so cute. And so we're both like our Christmas lists are going to be very full of like letterpress things this year because we have all these great ideas of what we could do with them and everything. But so the reason we have all of these prints from Val is because she submitted them as her submissions for the APA, which is the Amalgamated Printers Association. Yeah. And we're going to do a whole episode on this at some point in time. Um, And hopefully we can have either Troy and Lisa or someone from the APA come on and talk to us about it. So, like, we won't dive too much, but, like, to give you an overview, basically what happens is if you are a member of the APA, you're obligated to submit four prints a year. And by submitting four prints, you send in... Um, 150, 150 of copies of a single print at four different times of the year. They have like dates that they collect them by. And there's only two things, uh, two limitations. It has to be able to fit into the folder that they mail out in, the little package envelope. Which is like an A9. Or which is like size. an A9. Yeah. And it has to be letter pressed. And those are your only two limitations, and it could be anything. So some people print quotes, and some people print designs, and some people print stuff that they're selling, like information about their stuff. So like or business advertisements for their own businesses and things. Yeah. So like Val's prints are really cool because they're like these little square assemblies of the borders that she has cast, carved, designed, carved, cast, like did it all herself. But basically, if you are a member, then you will get a packet of, you know, an assembly of prints. And so we were really fortunate that Troy and Lisa were so kind and they gave each of us, Mariah and I, a huge set of prints to go through. And so it was such a fun way for us, like in our downtime while we're at home after the printer's fair, flipping through them and like seeing these printers from all over the country. Yeah. And... Like, seeing the work that they do and being inspired by the intricacies. And somebody letterpressed on really shiny coated Coated stock. stock. And it was the finest detail ever. I can't remember his name, but it was from... He's from P22. And, like, even Troy was like, this is master... This is, like, a master Master class in printing. Like, this is absolute perfection. And it has, like... A massive amount of like ornaments that are all printed like dingbats and they're all perfect they're perfect they're all perfect not There's a not smudge a, not a smudge not an uneven inking like i can't even imagine because they must be lead type like how hard it would be to just find pieces that were all perfectly even <laughs> that weren't like one was shorter and worn down more than the other you know like yeah. that alone would have taken so much time to like the proofs he would have had to run to make sure they all lined up perfectly was incredible so yeah, yeah. it was so impressive and It was also just so much fun to be looking at those things with, like, all of us there nerding out over it together. And, like, somebody would notice something else and be like, oh, my gosh, did you see this part? And, like, it was was really fun. And I really enjoyed it. And Mariah and I have been completely convinced to join the APA. It will be a huge honor of ours to do that. Yeah. And, like, I think the overarching theme is, like, we've gotten to see some really cool work this week of any variety. But... You know, a lot of like traditional printers, a lot of modern printers, like people doing lithographs, people doing, you know, uh, screen printing, screen printing and etching and all kinds of cool things like there's the world of letterpress is not limited to wedding invitations like we so much are, you know, like 
the world of printing is so big. The world of printmaking yeah. is so far and wide, and it goes so far beyond letterpress. Um, while that is the niche that we love and work and live in. Yeah. Um, but we appreciate all the different types of printmaking. Oh, my gosh. We got to talk about the planets. Hell, yes, I am. Okay, <laughs> the planets. Can we get another vendor lookup name? Modern Optic. Modern Optic. Yes. Okay, so the planets from Modern Optic, Modern Optic, are so freaking cool. Some of them are like nine passes to make the print. And some of them were, like, up to 20-something passes, like 27. Yeah. And basically, when you look at them, they look like a perfect image of the planet. Yeah. Like, all the intricacies of the colors and the depths and layers and the atmospheres. And then, in the the background, is this solid black that's also printed. So, some of her prints are 25 or... I think that was the most I saw. Was it 25 passes? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I saw 27, but... I feel like 27. You're probably right. I feel like that was... Yeah. So, let's say 25 to 27. Either way, it's a buttload. Yeah. Either way, it's an unfathomable amount of passes for this one image. And they are just absolutely works of art. Like, some of these multicolor passes that look like... And Rebecca, I don't remember her business name. We'll have to... We're going to have to tag everyone that we can think of in this. But um, she has these ones that are nature-inspired. So, oak leaves or a blue jay. And they were, like, four passes. But the, the art is so incredibly detailed, it looks like it's 3D. Yeah. It's just unreal. Yeah. Um, so, some people are doing some really, really cool things. Um and thinking outside of the box and re like imagining what letterpress can do, you know, which is super cool. Yeah. I was really inspired. I mean, it'll be a long time before you see me getting anywhere above four. Four colors four sounds colors. like a lot. Yeah. Um, but that's because <clears throat> registering that kind of stuff on a platen is hard, much harder than it is on, um, Vandercooks. a Vandercook. And I actually, I, I have, didn't really have the chance um, to talk about the planets and what they were printed on, but I would like to assume it was a Vandercook or some sort of flatbed. I would think so. I mean, 27 passes on anything else just seems impossible, but who knows? I never would have thought 27 passes would be possible at all, so. <laughs> Where there is a will, there's, there's a, a press to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> New slogan. Yeah, I want to talk about one other really cool project. Please um, do. The itinerant printer we met Chris. Uh-huh. Um, he has put out a book about his first kind of journey, but he travels around the country and he takes paper and ink to other people's pr- shops and prints on whatever they have, whether it's like a different press or, you know, they have a collection of wood type or lead type. He uses those tools um, and prints all kinds of really cool projects. And he created a coffee table book out of all of it. Um, and he's got big plans for, you know, whatever his next journey is, um, maybe intercontinental this time. But it's like it's just really cool to think like one that you can travel around the country to different shops and meet all these people and tell a little bit of their story um and two that like chris has made you know a life out of like not only is he like you know modern you know nomad traveling around to these different print shops but like he's also telling such incredible stories of all of these different printers and their shops and their collections from around the country so I mean, I think that's a cool concept as well. Like, how often do you... Like, letterpress is not historically something that moves around. Yeah. So, you know, he's not moving equipment with him, but he's taking this, like, ideology and this, like, creativity to different places in the country. And 
I also love the idea of a challenge of creating with what's on hand, right? Yeah. Like he's, you know, like, so if you came to Jillian's shop, you would be like, okay, she has a couple different wood typesets and a whole bunch of photopolymer plates. And like, you could make some cool shit out of all of her like greeting card pieces and parts, like from all the different designs she's ever printed. And, you know, like bouquets from wedding invitations, like you could, you know, Frankenstein that into some really cool stuff, but then someone down the street might have, you know, several cases of cabinets full of type, you know, and it's like, I love the idea of that. So I just loved getting to meet people who are looking at letterpress in so many different ways. Yeah. Like we are so deeply involved in like wedding stationery and event stationery and custom stationery that we don't get to see like the art side of it very much. And it was really cool to like see. Like the fine art side of yeah, it. Yeah, the fine art side of it. Yeah. So I think that was... Yeah. The just, art for the sake of art. Yes. Because art wedding invitations are, of course, still art. But there's always a deadline. There's always a requirement. Mm, there's, right. you know, sometimes there's it's not even our designs. Like ask. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is art for the sake of art. I'm actually really stoked because while Chris is in town, he's running a few workshops. And one of them is going to be over at the print museum. Um, this week. This week. And I'm going to stop in and take it. And basically, the thesis for the class is you pick a song that you want to print some lyrics to. And, you know, you're going to talk about the song, why you chose it. You're going to listen to the song. And and then you're going to make your print. You're going to set your type. You're going to make your print. And music has always been, like, a huge component of my life getting me through some like really dark days and tough times I've leaned on my favorite albums my favorite bands even just one song that I'll put on repeat for like weeks to like get me through something so like that's really powerful and I love that like when he shows up to teach a course or like you know hold a workshop it has a really deep meaning to it it's not just like here's how you do this thing that like is cool to do and fun to do like but to have that love level of depth and thought and emotion behind it what you're going to walk out with is a piece that you're going to want to hang in your living room forever yeah something you're going to cherish yeah. for sure yeah yeah that Stoked. is really cool i'm excited for you to go to that i don't even Wednesday. know what song i'm going to pick yet because i have so many swimming through my head it's absolutely going to be taylor swift and if you say otherwise i'm going to call you a liar <laughs> i know because here's the temptation is to not be the girl who walks in with the taylor swift song but also i just want to freaking own it because <laughs> let me tell you man anti-hero is getting me through a week right now yeah and i fucking love that song and i appreciate its existence yeah. even though it's only been out for like four days it doesn't matter we've already heard it a bunch yeah. well i have enjoyed my time in la with you it's been so great to be here and uh we're literally on the beach right now being absolute nerds and it's great i and know we're the, we're a little under blanket yeah. i'm back on the ground again <laughs> on the ground again yeah i'm looking forward to going home but it was also just incredible to be here i loved having you here i love being here with you and we have had nothing but giggles all week and we just like our silliest selves and we're both exhausted and we're both just like inspired and once we sleep and catch up on our our beauty rest we'll be back at it with full force (laughs) yeah so so we have some snippets that people left us from the fair yeah we've got a few messages from some uh, folks from the fair yeah awesome well i'm really excited to hear them so let's play those right now 
All right, so we are ready to start recording here some snippets at the Los Angeles Printers Fair, the 2022 Los Angeles Printers Fair, hosted here at the International Printing Museum in Carson, California. We are so excited to meet with people and talk with people. We've already just seen so many amazing things. Um, so here are some snippets from people we run into. This is Mark Barbour. I'm the director and curator at the International Printing Museum out here in Carson, California. And this weekend we've been celebrating our 14th annual Los Angeles Printers Fair, where we've got over 80 uh, artists, vendors, printers, papermakers, demonstrators, all over the place. This, it's uh, I've got a giant tent in the parking lot and uh, about 1,200 people here. It's creativity on steroids and people just love it. We love watching this community come together and connecting the artists with each other but connecting the general public as well. All this happens, uh, all this creativity and energy happens here at the International Printing Museum in the culturally significant city of Carson, California. So, And we do classes and programs all throughout the year but this is really a, a special event every fall. So if you missed it uh, this year, plan for the third weekend in October and in 2023. And I believe our guest artist next year, we always have a, a special artist and exhibitor, is going to be the famous Hatch Showprint out of Nashville. Uh, look them up online and you'll be, these will, this is the company for over 120 years. I've been doing all the show posters for all the artists and, and uh, musicians in Nashville and abroad. And they do fantastic letterpress printing. So Selene Aubrey will be coming out, uh, we hope, as our guest artist, doing uh, both workshops before and after the Printer's Fair. So there you go. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. We're really excited that you stopped by. This is your second day here. I know. It's ridiculous. I can't quit. <laughs> okay, give, a, give us a little synopsis. Like, what was... What were your favorite? First off, we're talking to Kara Jo from Nap Design Co. We're talking to Kara Jo. You guys have heard her on the pod before. All right, so you've been at the fair. Tell us, tell us what you've been seeing and doing and loving. Well, I forced my husband to print a bunch of things on vintage printing presses, which was very joyful for me. Yay! <laughs> you guys have done two days, so you've yeah. seen a lot. We've seen everything. I've touched everything. I'm ready to go. I feel fully yeah. typeset in my ways. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. What are some of your favorite things that you bought? Well, I bought a bunch of these vintage linotype um, drawings uh -huh. that I'm very excited to hang in the studio. I bought a full set of full furniture. Yeah. <laughs> um, very excited uh, for that. Uh, not excited for the shipping cost. So that'll be fun for me. But I'll figure it. it out. Yeah. And what else? What was your favorite part? My favorite part? Yes. Um, watching her get so excited about everything. Yay! And not being able to leave. And staying here almost as long as the vendors. <laughs> Seriously, you guys are here yeah. all day yesterday. Yes, it's I love a problem. This. Like I fully commit when I go to a place like this. I'm like, I'm going to be here, and I'm not leaving until I fully absorbed everything. Yes. And then I'm going to do it again tomorrow. Perfect. <laughs> so. Oh, and the linotype machine was amazing. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And you guys got some amazing slugs. We did. You got like a whole slogan. I did. I love it. <laughs> he and felt we got bad. one for my dad too. Oh yeah, we got one for his dad. Yay! I felt he felt bad because the machine broke right before he like did my last one and he's like, okay, I'll do them all for you. <laughs> so he was really nice. Yeah. That's amazing. I was excited. 
So uh, 10 out of 10 for the printer's fair. 10 out of 10, we'll do again probably next year. Um, it's also around my birthday again next year, so let's do it. Yes, we love it. Oh yeah. yes, and it's your birthday today, so it happy is. birthday. Thank you. Yes. Awesome, well thank you for stopping yeah. by and leaving us another sweet little message for of the course. pod. Yeah, that's um, what I'm here for. Yay. All right, well, tell us how the fair's been going. Lean on in. Hello, I'm Madeline the Museum Manager, and I want to make a formal apology to everyone that Otmar the Museum Cat wasn't here this weekend. <laughs> but just so you know, he was thinking of you. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I was actually asking about him earlier. I was like, and uh, I think it was uh, John who was like, oh, he, yeah, it was, he's having a spa day, a yeah. little vacation, a so little R&R. Last... It's the last day, the last hour of the uh, Los Angeles Printers Fair, and we are having an absolute amazing time getting to meet everyone and talk to other vendors and printers and stationary people of all types. Um, it's been absolutely amazing, like, meeting people who've listened to the podcast. We both are just, like, over the moon. Uh, so thank you, everyone, who showed up and purchased and signed in. Also, I'm just leaving fun notes for Jillian to find later when she edits this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those were all amazing. We had such a good time meeting everyone at the Printer's Fair. So for everyone who we got to meet and see there in person, thank you so much um, for being so kind, for coming over, sharing your stories, talking to us about your presses. And for everyone who's tuning in far and wide, we highly recommend putting the Los Angeles Printer's Fair on your calendar for next year. It is an absolute blast. If you love any kind of printmaking, you will 100% enjoy coming down to the Printer's Fair. And also check out your local print community to see if there's any other events happening near you throughout the year. Some people have some ways gooses still happening in the winter. So definitely do a little research, check that out, connect with your local printers. It's the best feeling in the whole world. And um, if anything, we love having you here with us. So that is it for this wrap up. Come on over to Instagram to follow up on all things print miss. We'll also be doing a full recap in our episode next week of everything that we've done so far for print miss. And that's it, right? Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>